Hello, it's your host, Guy Morissette of Tickle Dot Life Podcast. We're going to do another confession from your host. That's right. We're going to talk about my juicy life. <laughs> you ready? Are you waiting? Are you excited? Are you a little scared? <laughs> I'll be <above>. above. <laughs> All right, content warning. I'm talking about masturbation and sex toys. All right, so. So I want to bring you into the world of a younger me, and we're going to talk about my beginnings around masturbation and using other things other than my hands um, that lead into actually, you know, getting a sex toy, my very first sex toy. All right, so get comfy, <laughs> sit back, uh, make sure you have your headset on so you know no one else can listen to what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> All right, here we go. So long, long time ago, <laughs> in a land far, far away, <laughs> there was a younger version of me. <laughs> So when I was little, I grew up, I was lucky to be brought up in a household where masturbation was an important thing and it was encouraged and supported from this concept that my mother always said to me, if you don't know what you like, how can you ever teach anybody else? So that was the premise of growing up in my household. Um, so, you know, yay, my mom did a good job in that department. <laughs> so. I remember the very first time I like, I started like, you know, I've been, you know, exploring with my body and, you know, sensations and using my hand and, um, you know, exploring in that department. And then I remember thinking like, well, what would happen if I use something else? And so um, it started off with, I found this, um, I had this long, plastic fluorescent glow-in-the-dark um, string and it was kind of like it was plasticky um, almost like a licorice one of those like licorice ropes but it was like plastic and I don't know what possessed me but anyways I inserted it inside me and then I would slowly pull it through my labia um, beside my clitoris and that would get me off. So it was like my first like foreign object, so to speak. And then I progressed to, because when I grew up, we had these metal hangers. And so I would take the, the flat edge of the metal hanger and I would put it, um, lean it up against my, basically between my labia. And I would then, you know, put my panties on, my underwear on, so that it was pushed firmly up against my clitoris. And then I would take the, the top of the, the clothes hanger and I would move, wiggle it back and forth. So it would basically move my clitoris back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I used that for years and I loved that. Now, it's interesting because as I'm telling you this, I don't remember feeling bad 
about it when I was using when I was using these foreign objects, except for I knew that I couldn't talk about it and I couldn't tell the secret of it. Like it was okay to masturbate in my household, but I don't think that it would have been okay if I was using other things. And as I'm telling you, I think this might be actually the very first time I've ever talked about these things publicly. <laughs> Look at that. You're getting something new. I, you're getting my first vulnerable share. <laughs> um, I, I believe that I don't think that, I don't think it was wrong. I think it was like, wow, look at me doing creative problem solving, <laughs> finding new ways to get off. <laughs> Even when I was young, yay me. But there's also a part of me as I'm sharing that I am feeling, I can, I'm going to own this because I think this is an important piece, is that um, really kind of uncomfortable and kind of worried a little bit that you're going to judge me. Um, and, you know, I thought it was important that I share that this is what I'm kind of feeling right now as I'm sharing this. So now I know you wonderful audience, you fantastic listeners are going to not be judgy at all. And you're totally going to be like, wow, that reminds me of when I used to hump my, you know, this or when I explored that. So that's why I'm sharing this. I'm sharing this because, first of all, I want to normalize it. Second of all, I want everybody to feel like you're not a weirdo and you're not a freak and there's nothing wrong with you. And in the early stages of our exploration of our bodies, we come up with all sorts of interesting ways when things feel good. So that's why I'm sharing. Okay, so back to my story. So we moved to, all right, so now we've moved to clothes hanger. Now, past the clothes hanger, um, one day I was, you know, vacuuming, doing my chores, <laughs> and I don't know, the suction kind of felt good on my hand. I was like, oh, I wonder what that would feel like on my vagina. So I like locked the door and I went to the bathroom and I locked the door and I turned on the vacuum cleaner and I had this like intense, intense, intense orgasm. Now, again, I didn't think that it was bad, but I also knew that it wasn't okay. So there was a there were weird sort of feelings about it. it. Was like, you know, if somebody found out that I was doing this, I was going to get in trouble. So there was this element of like it wasn't okay. So let's it gets compiled. I we go to church because I was raised Catholic. So it's Sunday morning when this happened, when I was doing my chores. So we end up in church. And while we're in church, I get my very first period, my first menstruation. And I was for sure believed that God was punishing me for masturbating with the vacuum cleaner. Then that was when it was like, ooh, that was not okay. And I was getting punished by having my period, in, got my period in church very first time after I, very first time of ever masturbating with vacuum cleaner. And so then, then that started to create um, some like, I would say it started to create within me a little bit of, I, I wouldn't say heavy shame, but some shame that I was being punished. There was a punishment factor for finding pleasure 
in un, um, you know, in unexpected places. So fast forward a couple years, I'm still kind of using those, you know, masturbating with my hand and, and, you know, learning about my clitoris and, you know, using those three, you know, items, you know, interchangeable. And, you know, I end up having sex and a boyfriend and all those kind of things. And then my best friend, because I was constantly getting myself into trouble making some bad life choices <laughs> because I was incredibly horny. And I would go through these phases where I was like so overwhelmed with sexual energy and sexuality that I, you know, necessarily wouldn't make good prior big good choices about who I might have sex with because I was so horny I needed to get off so he decided for Christmas that he would buy me a vibrator and we grew up in a really tiny town so there's like only one sex toy store and in that sex like everybody like if you were seen walking into that sex toy store everybody in town knew that you walked into that sex toy store and you had to be 18 so we were I believe it was, I was 18 or 19 at this point. I think it was 19. We were 19. So I guess he like walks into the sex store, you know, goes through on his little adventure, all for his best friend. And we weren't having sex. <laughs> this wasn't like a boyfriend that he was going to get any benefits from whatsoever. He was just like trying to do a solid, trying to keep me out of trouble. So Every year at Christmas time, he would come over to the house and, you know, he would open presents with our whole family because he was, you know, part of the family. And so, and every year, you know, we had the way that we opened our presents as a family is that, you know, one of my younger siblings would be the, the Santa's elf and would hand each person a present that had their name on it. And then we would all individually open like that, per, we would all wait and that person would open their present and everybody would watch and then that person would thank whoever gave it to them and then it would be the next person's turn. So one of my siblings hands me this present and I don't know what it is and um, but it's from my best friend and you know and he wasn't really kind of paying attention at the time and then all of a sudden he sees it's my, my turn to like open this present. He's like jumps across he's like no! <laughs> I'm about to open my very first sex toy in front of my whole entire family. <laughs> Luckily, now the funny thing is, is if that had happened with my family, it would have been a funny story for my family. But um, you know, I didn't grow up in, in you know a typical you know uh, <laughs> typical family, so it wouldn't have been the end of the world. However, it would have been a, an embarrassing moment for all of us. That <laughs> right? years later we would laugh about. It. But anyways, so he like no. And I, I'm like, what? And he's like, that's something you have to open in private. And I'm like, okay. So I put the, that aside. We wait until all the presents are done. Everything's opened. And then I go and I open it privately with him. And, and he, you know, got me my very first bullet. And if you're unfamiliar with sex toys, a bullet is basically looks like, it says, looks, it is what it looks like. 
It's like, a, it looks like a bullet. Um, now back then they didn't have like, you know, it like now they have remote controls and smartphone technology and all that kind of stuff. Back then it was a bullet attached to a long wire that was attached to a huge remote or huge controller. Okay. Remember, this is like over 25 years ago. Holy crap, I'm old. <laughs> That's right. I'm 45. I'm not, I'm not that old, but I am 45. So, and I named it Bob. <laughs> this stands for battery operated boyfriend. <laughs> now my vibrator, you know, Bob never replaced any of my boyfriends. And, you know, I've upgraded since then, but I still love my bullets and I have different types of bullets that serve different purposes. And it's, you know, I always have, well, I carry one in my purse at all times. You never know when you might have an emergency, <laughs> masturbation emergency. And, you know, so I love that sex toy. So there, there's this my adventure. There's the adventure of like the evolution of my your journey into uh, you know masturbating without my hands and I think the most important part if you can take from this wonderful stories is that masturbation is nothing to be ashamed of and I think us talking about it is a huge place in which we can normalize it it's important and as a vagina owner, um, it's really important because uh, societally, we're not actually supposed to even talk about wanting to give ourselves pleasure. So that's what I've taken away from this sharing. And thank you for listening. And thank you for not judging. <laughs> and thanks for all the wonderful love and support. Um, and I hope it inspired you. To spend more time with me, you can find me at succulentliving.com. Um, and also, you can check out my podcast, my own podcast uh, called My Orgasmic Life. And don't forget to do all the wonderful things of spending time with us at Tickle.life for all of your fantastic sexual education and sexual wellness. All right, that's it, that's all. Who knows what are the next thing I will share about my crazy sex life. <laughs> Stay tuned. Bye-bye.